Hi. Hi, yeah. How are you? <laughs> My name is Alborat. I come from Kazakhstan. <laughs> la, 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 la. She can't touch this. That's a hilarious movie. I like yeah. the, f- the, the first one's the classic one. Mm-hmm. Borat. Uh, welcome to uh, Raz Hockey. This is number 98, episode 98. We're almost getting to triple digits. The, the C note. Yeah, we're uh, almost at 100. So, yeah, ep- welcome to episode 98. I am Trevor, and with me as always is uh, Danny. What's up, Denny? Not too much. Not too much. Just enjoying this nice, cool weather before the uh, the winter sets upon us. Yeah, it's been weird. Like yesterday here, yeah. it rained. It rained most of the day. That's weird weather, and it just pretty much melted the whole all the snow. Like we're November 20, 20 mm-hmm. 21st, and it's raining. Oh, well... So lots of time for winter. This Another winter, f- five November, months. March, April, May. Only six months till the Freddy. Better start training. Better start the dry land, the assault as you, bikes. As you can see in my picture, this is <laughs> nowhere tra- close to be <laughs> the training. Only that. Are you going like, to buy a jersey this year? I know. Well, I was focused. I was on the focus on the game. While He's eating, eating hot his dog. hot dog while still watching. <laughs> I know. Unless you're just someone standing in front of you, and you're oh just looking God, at just, just uh... looking at his eyes. <laughs> oh boy. Just, you guys are just making eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Notice how yeah. Pretty I think, yeah. That, I think that jersey was a hundred bucks, I think. Do you still wear it? No, I have it hanging up though. Probably you know what? You know what? Hockey. You know what we should do next year when we, we go to the Freddy, that and get one of those jerseys and get all the people that were on our show to sign it. Oh, hey, that'd be really good. That'd be a good idea, right? Yeah, one res hockey jersey for them to sign and one Freddy jersey for them to sign. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Shit, I we're we're gonna do that. Smart, then. I know. SMRT. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to episode 98. Uh, we are currently recording our podcast on the traditional land of the Anishinaabe. We are on Treaty 3 territory, so we always want to give land acknowledgement, a land acknowledgement on the ground we are on? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write this shit out or something, yeah. or or you say it next week. I'll say it next week. Yeah. Okay. Write something out because that. Yeah. I sound like I was saying that in a question. I'm just gonna have it as a scrolling marquee, like a teleprompt. Oh, oh that'd be <laughs> yeah. sweet. That's what we need. Yeah. Uh, our guest for this week, he is from Kitigan ZB in Quebec. He. Played for the Danbury Hattricks in the Federal Prospect Hockey League, and he played for he's a regular player with the Bulls out of uh, the KZ Bulls, uh, which played in the Freddy last year. Our guest for this week is Tobias Ojek. Uh, this is a great kid. We had uh, our interview with him. We had a lot of laughs, and 
you gotta love a kid that loves to laugh and loves to share stories yeah. and we had a good time with him talking talking hockey so he'll uh his interview will be on the show later on so for now you're just stuck with bush and i yeah blessed you are blessed uh and if you want to be more blessed send us an emt and we'll uh <laughs> we'll bless, bless you even more yeah we'll bless you <laughs> bless you even more Oof. yeah uh what do you want to talk about first how about any shout outs i got none this week I got none either. We've been really uh, slacking on the shutouts. Yeah. Even because of the week, we've been slacking. Oh. Um, we haven't had one for like a month oh. or so. We could do some honorary mentions today. Yeah. So if you want to be because of the. Yeah. If you want to be because of the week, let's start that back up. Just shoot okay. us a message on our social medias. And uh, if you want us to be because of the week, because uh, of the week is just like uh, like fan of the week, I guess. Yeah, uh, we just want to sh- uh, acknowledge all our listeners and give thanks and um, do our part to acknowledge you guys for really helping us out for the last ninety eight episodes. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just like a fan of the week, I guess you could say. So we just want to uh, give our uh, love and support for you guys doing the same to us. So if you know of anyone. Who wants to be because of the week? Just yeah, like I said, just shoot us a message on our on yeah. Facebook or Instagram. So and we'll uh, make you because of the week. Uh last week I went to I was in Winnipeg. Uh went to the Manitoba Moose game. Uh, Manitoba Moose play in the American Hockey League. They're affiliates with Winnipeg Jets. And I went to go watch them because uh Lavelle Rockets were in town. And Brady Keeper and Riley McKay play for Laval. So I was, had the opportunity to go watch them play. And, man, did those guys did not disappoint. Those guys are such good players and key players for their teams. Uh, unfortunately, Manitoba beat them like 5-1 five, five or 5-2 or something. But uh, there's some players, like when you go watch, like have it be junior, college, or so, some pro hockey there are some players that you could tell that are just out of place, right? That they they don't look right with that pace of the game, and they totally look out of out of place. Um, it was good to see that these guys, like Riley and Brady, they don't look out of place. They belong in that league. Uh, the AHL is the second best league in the world. Um, I think they could play play in the pros, man. Like Riley is uh a good player. He's a one who will go in the corners. He'll, he's an agitator. He's a, he'll get under your skin, but he could finish his checks and he could shoot the puck and he could skate, man. It was really good to see. That was my first, other than the Freddie and uh, the Brent Wilson Memorial Tournament. This is the first time I saw Riley play in a professional game and he was a good player. I really enjoyed watching him play. And same goes for Brady. Brady. Uh, he had a couple mistakes, but after like after that, he played really good. Like, it's cool to see him play. Like when you see pros playing rest tournaments, they stay on the ice long. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. four four minute shifts and what? But this, he was taking like forty second shifts, and it was really cool just to see him. Is very simple. He's like a Ethan Bear. I would compare to him, the Ethan Bear. Easy. Like guys, uh, good skater can outlet that pass, good defensively, yeah. and 
just a really smooth and keeps it simple type of defensive. I was going to say almost like you, Bush, but yeah, I say almost like you. But well, I I tend to stay on the ice. Like or no, I, I no, I I tend to stay off the ice. Like I'll go like <laughs> I'll go out for a warm up and then that's it. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was really good to watch these <laughs> uh, indigenous players play. And the only thing that ca- kind of caught me off guard, and I was surprised that on the game they had a game Sunday Sunday afternoon at two, then a game at Monday morning at ten thirty, which is weird for a pro game. But the Sunday game in the afternoon, there wasn't too many Native people. You think with Brady and Riley playing in Manitoba where there's a lot of, well, we're, they're both from Manitoba, right? Mm-hmm. You think they would have more support from the Native community? And, <clears throat> but there wasn't that many Native people, which was I oh. thought was odd. I mean, you're not really breaking a bank to go watch the Moose play. I think it's like 20 bucks, no. 30 bucks. And I uh, just want to yeah say thanks to Brady and Riley. They uh, they threw a puck over the ice for over the boards for SJ. So SJ was able to oh get nice two, to get two pucks from uh, each player. So uh, we went to the pregame skate. Um, I think as a hockey fan, if you're a hockey fan, you can't miss the pregame skates. Um, I still even at my age, I still love watching the the pros skate around and see them how they get ready before a game and it's always it's always a cool thing to watch them get ready for a game right so mm-hmm. yeah there was uh not too many people at the moose game go for free go watch the pregame <laughs> skates but yeah it was cool to s- see them play and uh, and uh sj asked for a puck and sure enough he got two pucks from each player so that was cool so like i said when there's an indigenous player playing have it be junior hockey, college, or pro, and you know that they're playing in your town, go out there and support these players because yeah, I I think it's I think they just they they feed off you, right? They feed it's just like a family member going to their games, right? They'll they'll play harder, they'll play, they'll play better. So I think it's 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 like that when they see indigenous people, if they uh they see you in the crowd, they'll want to play and play harder and try to uh, play good in front of you. So go out, spend a couple of bucks, take the family, go watch, go watch some hockey and support Mm. our indigenous players because a lot of them are away from home and they need that support or they're coming to your town on playing on the visiting team and they'll, uh, they'll, uh, they'll notice you um, because they'll like a lot of players when they play pregame skate, they'll always look in the in the crowd to see who's who's who and who's who's standing where. So they'll they'll notice you when when uh, you're in the crowd. So go out there support our indigenous players, and because they'll uh, they'll they'll it will help their game. So mm-hmm. just like Bush when he's playing old timers, and I have a game before him, and I'm just getting out of my dressing room. Bush is always looking around to see where I am in the stands. And when I, when he sees me, he gets the puck and he just ices it. So it helps his game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he ices it or he takes it, takes it to the red line and dumps it in yeah. and goes for a hard change. Oh yeah. I'm right though. Right. Like it's yeah. always good to support our, our people and they, they, 
and for sure as a former player in Bush can agree with me that they really they feed off your energy and they feed off that you're there supporting oh for sure uh, supporting that their team so whoo ah I'm tired I uh had to go to work last night because I was helping out of at a at a floor hockey tournament and I ended oh, up playing nice. And there was only three teams of five. There was 15 altogether that signed up for this hockey t- floor hockey tournament. So I had to play five games. And it was just running around, man. I never done so much running away, running away, <laughs> <laughs> running away from the cops. <laughs> I haven't done so much running in such a long time. I was like really sore. I was sore today. I had to take like three Advil last day and just drink a lot of water because I don't want to. <laughs> Didn't want to cramp, but yeah, it was. It's fun. Um, not playing in no more floor hockey tournaments. No way. <laughs> I almost called it in sick today, but I had to do a lot of <laughs> work to, this morning, so couldn't call it a sick day. Uh, recently there was uh, the Bemidji State University, uh, Bush's alma mater. Yeah. Uh, BSU Beaver Women's Hockey on Instagram. They made up a post and posted three pictures of our former guest, Maya Hendrick, uh, Maya and her papa, and who else? And sister were out, were at the, the arena where the women's team, do you know the name of the arena? And Bemidji, it's a new arena. No, I don't. I can't not. think either. But anyways, all that her whole team were outside, and they did a smudging ceremony, which was really cool. Uh, the girls' hockey team made a circle, and they had their sticks, their gloves, and their skates, and they smudged the team and all their the the three pieces of equipment, which is really yeah. cool. Um. What what is the closest reserve to Bemidji? Red Lake, Cast Lake, Cast Lake. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of Cast, uh... Cast Lake. Yeah, Cast Lake Casino. It's only like maybe ten minute drive from Bemidji. So yeah, it's cool to see that uh, you could incorporate our native traditions uh, with non-native people, and they really accept it. And and the thing the thing is, like, always offer someone, even though. Like even if they're non-indigenous to participate in your smudging mm-hmm. and and like anything else that you do traditionally, because it's uh it's always good to welcome some welcome other people who aren't uh who aren't what's the word who aren't familiar with our practices. Yeah. So it was really cool. Um, I don't know their record, maybe. They started winning after they smudged their sticks and gloves and skates. That'd be cool. Yeah. Watch them go to uh, NCAA Frozen 4 now. Frozen 4, uh, yeah. Frozen 4 after doing their smudge. So, yeah, that was, it's really cool that uh, the school really uh, allowed the Hedrick family to to do a, the smudging. So. Maybe we got to do that bush next time we play in a hockey tournament. Smudger, we should. Yeah, I'd be I'd be okay with that. Yeah, me too. I knew of a player. I played. Uh, he passed away now, but he used to put cedar in his skates. 
Wow. Yeah. Did you ever hear that or know it of no, anyone that would put cedar in his skates? No. No, actually, no, I haven't. No, we were playing no. in a tournament somewhere, and he was taking out his insults, and his uh, cedar came out. I was like, what is that? Oh, mm-hmm. that's just uh, that's a cedar, and I put it in my skates, and that's all he said. He was a really quiet guy. So he put it underneath his soul, his insoles in his skates. So <laughs> I, I always thought that was cool. I'd never seen that before. I think that was the only player I played with that ever oh. did that. <laughs> Maybe we got to try that. Yeah. Or put some, uh, where can you put tobacco? I'll put tobacco tie somewhere in your pants or along your waistline there or... <laughs> If you're having a bad game, <laughs> but yeah, that's that. I thought that's that was cool that he put the cedar in his skates. Mm. Oh, okay, getting out of breath, man. I know, getting getting too worked up. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, I talked to former National Hockey League player Scott Daniels. Scotty is a friend of the show. He sends me messages, random messages, and funny, funny videos uh, all the time on social media. But uh, we were talking about the Carolina Hurricanes and the Hartford Whalers, and how the Carolina Hurricanes wear. Car- Car- I mean, Har- Carolina Hurricanes wear Hartford Whalers jerseys, and I asked him, "How do you feel? What do you think about that? Like, how do you feel knowing that Carolina does this?" And he doesn't like it. He said Carolina has nothing to do with the Hartford Whalers franchise. Like, he, I don't want to say he was upset about it, but he's just, he didn't like it. When I, and I agree with him. Like, why does Carolina have to wear jerseys from Hartford when they don't have no affiliation? Or, yeah, Hartford moved to Carolina, but that's pretty much it. Same goes yeah. with Colorado. Colorado did that with the Rockies. Uh, I think New Jersey did it with the Kansas City Scouts last year, but mm-hmm. but each team it's just like Winnipeg Jets wearing Atlanta Thrasher's jerseys. Right? Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, that would be like really weird. Or Phoenix wearing the old Winnipeg Jets jerseys. Like you could go on and on, like teams relocating, like Dallas Stars, Minnesota yeah. North Stars, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, at least Scott, Dallas kept the at least Dallas kept the stars, right? Yeah, true. But yeah, Scotty has a good uh, a good uh, good reason why he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it is a nice jersey, I think they should just stop. I mean, yeah, but they should. Hartford Whalers deserves another chance. To be in the, in the NHL, because look at look at uh, Atlanta. They got two tries. They're even yeah. talking about them getting the third a team again for the third time. I know that's a little ridiculous. So it's stop. Yeah, stop. The NHL should stop doing that as a as a gimmick. Uh, Ethan Bear, I see that Vancouver still. Interested in Ethan when he comes back from his shoulder injury, from his shoulder surgery. I where do you think 
he can end up like, I mean, he's a right-handed defenseman, which is, there's not too many in the league. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think he'll be back in January, just almost time for the, the, the playoff run for each team. Yeah. I think, well, Edmonton, I mean, Edmonton doesn't need him because you got Bouchard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jets, maybe. Who do they have for a defenseman for Jets? Jets, maybe. Toronto. No, not Toronto. Ottawa. Well, Montreal. I don't know. I just don't want to bother <laughs> no more. <laughs> they, uh, did you watch the two games, the European games nope. in Sweden? I did not. I woke up Sunday morning. Well, I always wake up early anyway, so I watched that one. It was a good one. But they, it must be different from playing NHL size, the European size ice, right? You get that extra second. You get that yeah. more room to stick on the puck and set up on a power play. But uh, Bush and I have a bad experience playing on Olympic size ice, so we won't <laughs> talk about the size no, we won't. of the ice because... That's way too much skating, man. That was a lot of skating. Way. I wasn't that used is... to it. Didn't like it. It was the first tournament of the season, and we go play an Olympic size rink. <laughs> that ice is huge, eh? That's... Yeah. What's wrong with Europeans? Like that ice was huge. It it makes that the Rodham ice. It's probably like yeah. half the size of the Rodham Arena. Just yeah. a really small ice. Is that? Which one's a small one? Is it the Rod Ham or I can't remember? I always get those two ice mm-hmm. arenas in Saskatoon mixed up, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's cool out there in Europe and stuff like that. Like Nylander had a really good game, and do you see how course, many tickets he bought for his family? He had to buy a hundred, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much tickets were in euros. Yeah, shit, that's a lot of money, man. I think if I was in a NHL and my family asked for a hundred tickets, I'd be like, no, because <laughs> NHL players have to pay out of their own pockets yeah. if they want to buy tickets for their families. I'd be the heck with that. Unless, the well, his grandma, I'm sure he paid for her ticket. Just can't yeah. be a jerk and says, no, grandma, buy your <laughs> own ticket. <laughs> but uh, how's your Edmonton Oilers doing after firing your coach? Can we, can we go to the move to the next subject, please? That team is such a, I don't know. Bag of, I don't know. It's just like, who can I say? Hmm. It's like LeBron James, if he was playing on a shitty basketball team for 10 years of his career and he wasn't getting nowhere in the playoffs with his shitty team, I think a lot of basketball fans would say it's time for LeBron to move on to a a team that will get him a championship, trade him to a contender. Well, I think uh, I've always told, I told, I tell people this. I said, no one player in the NHL. Well, I mean, there's very, very few that have that deserve a cup. Like Ray Bork deserved a cup. Yeah. Right? I think we can agree on that. Yeah. However, I think the great players, like the 
the, the McDavid's, the Matthews, the Marners. I think they have, I think they need a chance, a good chance to win a cup. Like poor Ray Borg had I to think. wait 20 years, man. I know. Well, even look how long Ovechkin had to wait. Yeah, but like he waited a long time to finally win a cup, and it just like it's it was it was almost it was really poetic when when Bork lifted the cup and when Ovechkin won the cup finally. Like it's just like wow, the hockey gods are smiling. Do you think McDavid and Drysdale will have to wait twenty years like Bork did? I hope not. I hope they have to. I hope they only have to wait. I hope they wait less than ten. Well, McDavid's on year nine. 2016. Yeah, isn't he? 15. 15. Okay, eighth year. Yeah, eighth year, yeah. I mean, he's only 26 years old. Like, like really, like, they're... They're still young. They're still young. They're still relatively at a young age. Um, I do believe that they should, those players should be on a contender. I don't think they should, I don't think they deserve a cup. Instantly, but I think they should definitely give them a chance because Ken Holland and the coaches—they just—they just really shit their careers. What about say that like with the if a player was playing with the Freddie, his community wasn't wasn't good, and this kid was like a McDavid player, just a really good player that could just—he is the best offensive player in your team, and he was dedicated to your community he's played for your community what 10 plus years in the freddy but they weren't oh they weren't making the sunday games would you give that player another opportunity in his older years to play for another contending community so he could win that freddy championship absolutely yeah give him a chance give him a chance to win like a good chance to win yeah i would agree too i would yeah allow that he played for his community for so many years, and he yeah. he uh, showed a lot of dedication. That yeah. win or lose, he was always willing to play for your your community. So mm-hmm. maybe in the later years, let him try to win the Freddy because the Freddy's it's, it's the biggest tournament in the Indian country now. It's so let him try to win that championship ring. Yeah, what do you guys think? What the the listeners should uh, if that ever that ever happened so if uh top five teams in freddie last year is like cross lake pbcn ocn yeah bush is getting up there in years guys can you g- please give him a chance <laughs> <laughs> i'll hold the door open i'll hold canoe, the door open for everybody <laughs> canoe, canoe lake can you please give yeah. this guy a chance <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. I got you know. I, I might take your spot. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Dwayne Junior. Yeah, Re- uh, sorry, we're gonna, live, we're gonna give Bush a chance. Yeah. Dwayne <laughs> Regan. You know, time has come for you to set aside for the for the veteran. <laughs> Just think though, teams. If you want to save a couple grand on your ringers and all these imports for the Freddy, you, Bush will play for free. <laughs> You'll save yourself a couple <laughs> grands. <laughs> Something to think about. We'll, uh, yeah. I'll make a poster on Canva and I'll uh, post it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got time tomorrow at work, so I'll, yeah. I'll fool around with the computer and make a Canva poster. <laughs> we'll pay. 
will play for free. Yes. All right. Uh, All right. It's time to go to our interview with uh, Tobias. OJ. Yep. Let's go. Reds Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for episode num- number 98. Uh, episode 98. <laughs> he is from Kitagan ZB in Quebec. Reds Hockey would like to introduce our guest, uh, Tobias Ojik. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to have you on the show after our, uh, our scheduling always go- uh, yeah. hit, hit and miss for the last month or so, eh? Yeah, for sure. Good to finally get it going. Uh, get the ball rolling. Because I think we were going to have you come on the show, but Bush and I were in Phoenix, so it was uh, it was uh, a lot of uh, miscommunication there. But uh, yeah, but anyways, this shit happens like that. We're happy to have you on the show, man. We got it going there. We're good. Yeah, we're uh, a little bit of Indian time, man. Better late than never. <laughs> Um, how did you get started? Started in the game of hockey. Oh, that's a great one. I actually I hated hockey growing up. That was, uh, that was one, of the, yeah. one of the biggest things. I I did not want to be a hockey player. I wanted to be at the arena watching my older brothers, but I just wanted to run around. I didn't want to be on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love just being at the arena, the smell of the ice, and just hanging around, get a slush puppy in the mix somewhere like that. I didn't want to be on the ice. So. <laughs> So it took me quite a bit of time there. I think it was in maybe Adam. I actually joined up hockey. And then from there, it's just watching my brothers grow up playing hockey, just kind of watching them that kind of sparked an anger, like an interest. And the more older I got there, I started to realize that this is kind of something that I want to do and be, be a part of and try and see how far I can go with this. <laughs> so you were pretty much one of those little snotty nosed res kids running around the rink all weekend, eh? Running around there, full of rotten teeth, slush puppy. And- <laughs> uh, where did you play your junior hockey? Uh, my junior hockey, I started off in Ottawa. I uh, played junior B out there. And then after that, I played in Gatineau for uh, the Quebec League. And then after that, I made the jump over to the Manitoban League, the MJ. I played out in uh, OCN. And then for my 20-year-old year, I played in uh, out in Camelton for the Tigers there, out in New Brunswick, which was an experience in itself. That was during all the, all the COVID year and everyone was not – everyone was shutting down. We were playing. We were not playing. We were playing – Stayed out in New Brunswick my whole my whole twenty year old year. How was it during the COVID years? I mean, it it took a lot of effect for kids, players your age. Was it hard mentally just to having to wait and just what was going on with this pandemic? Yeah, it was wild. I my twenty year old year, I wasn't sure I was even going to play because this was at like the height of COVID and. This is having everyone shutting down. Leagues are shutting down. You see it all over the internet. And we're like, all right, what's going on here? Like, this is one of my last years of junior hockey. Like, what's going to happen? And then uh, Sandy McCarthy, he actually reached out. He was coaching out in New Brunswick. And he said, he was like, they're going to play. New Brunswick's going to play this year. So a lot of guys from each leagues were actually going over to the the Maritime League to go and 
play in that league because there was talks of like it wasn't as bad out there. COVID wasn't really too bad out by that way. So I had to go across the New Brunswick border and kind of isolate for the two weeks alone in a chasm, <laughs> which was wild and so little 19 year old kid turning 20 i'm in a i'm in a cabin all alone getting food dropped off at the the end of the driveway for two (laughs) weeks wild so then throughout the year it was we'd play it was hard showing up to the rink every day in mass it was kind of hard only being allowed to go on the ice at certain times and then we were playing for a little bit and then it shut down we weren't playing at all no one was allowed in the arena we were stuck like that for about two weeks stuck in isolation kids would get COVID on the team and just shut down the whole league completely for a couple of weeks and then it would start back up so that was a little bit tough but luckily our, our billets and our coaches made that that year pretty pretty special for us as much as they could so it actually turned out pretty well for us in the end but it was hard nobody got to see their family <laughs> For the whole year it was wild but it was it was an awesome time out there so what kind of groceries would they drop off to you at the end of the driveway <laughs> <laughs> well Kenny uh, McCarthy was my coach and he's ex-NHL player he's, he's asked me what I want from the grocery stores sitting like oh I like salads and chicken but <laughs> I don't know like how well I want to tell him like hey you want to drop off a couple bags of chips too while you're at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how much candy I feel comfortable with asking. But, so just tried to keep it as healthy as I could. But squeeze, he would make sure to drop off donuts and make sure I was well taken care of there. <laughs> no uh, instant noodles and hot dogs. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> tried to keep it good. I wasn't gonna survive two weeks on just noodles and hot dogs. You played a couple of games with Wes Nipissing in the the good old GMHL. How was it? How was it playing in that league? Ah, oh, that was wild. <laughs> that was <laughs> definitely an interesting time. Like I said, like that was right after my twenty year old year, so I was an overager and I hadn't signed with a university team. And I was talking with them, I was trying to see like what's gonna go on here. And by then, like the hockey season had started and I had nowhere to go, so I Took a little trip down, down up, up in northern Ontario and did a little <laughs> stint there, which was it was awesome. They took care of me well, but just definitely didn't didn't feel like I I deserved to be there. And it ended up working out a little bit better. Danbury got I got the call from Danbury and they got they brought me out right after that after my little my little stint in that league. Do you think that league has a bad rap, a bad reputation to GMHL? Because you hear you call, they call it an outlaw league, right? So you have to you hear a lot of uh, teams going after First Nation players because they know their reserve will pay their entry fee, which goes up to ten grand for some teams. So do you think it has a bad bad rep? Yeah, definitely. Like you see, you see teams. Like I, I have some friends that have played on teams up out, out north and in the northern Ontario area and then out in Manitoba, out by all that way, Alberta. And you hear some wild, some wild <laughs> entry fees that you can get on the team. You're a fourth line guy paying twelve twelve thousand dollars a year oh. plus your billet. Like oh. come on, like your parents gotta get a grip here. There. <laughs> Who's paying for this and why? Like, how are you okay with this? But some, I know some organizations they treat their players really well, but it, definitely the there's a lot of a lot of teams that are definitely taking advantage of players that just wanna 
play at that junior level and they ended up getting getting ripped off but at what cost I feel and it is what it is I know because uh, a couple of years ago a team calls me out of the blue and the guy goes yeah we're interested uh with your if your son would want if they want to if he wants to come play with us and it's like okay how the hell did you hear about my son first place <laughs> then he goes uh can you send me some money t- uh tomorrow if so we can hold their spot hold uh, his spot for him I was like what the fuck i never yeah. heard of this before so i just send him like 1500 bucks then i read i heard from other coaches what kind of program he ran and that he was just in it for the money so i asked for that money back and it took me like two weeks to get it back <laughs> the guy almost just uh wasn't responding to my calls and messages and oh, yeah. Yeah, i yeah I, I we talked about that league in the past on the on the show here so it's we always try to encourage parents to be careful with uh with your money <laughs> and where your kids go right I, I feel that if you're paying 12 grand a year and you're and paying for your kid's billet to be in a league that he's not even getting the ice time that that you're paying for type deal. And I, I feel like you should definitely kind of take a step back and look at your options here. Like, is this actually yeah. going to help you out in the long run or what? Just be weary type deal and definitely look out for, for certain people. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> uh, you played for the Dan. Danbury Hattricks, where you guys won the Commissioner's Cup last season. How was your experience playing in Danbury? Wild. That place is awesome. Like, uh, I think right when I first got there, I think two weeks before I had gotten there, I'd watched like the the, do- the Danbury Trashers documentary. Oh, yeah. It's kind of losing my stuff just watching it in my room. I was like, this is wild. And then two weeks later, I get a call from them. I'm like, yes, where do I sign? Like, this is awesome. And then I got out there, and it's it's basically it's an awesome place. The fans are great, uh, great city, and then just the organization. They're really, really great organization. It's just an awesome place. Like the the fans are absolutely crazy. It's just awesome. It was a, definitely a different <laughs> different scene compared to what I was used to. Like I I've, I've been to some pretty like pretty crazy res tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> the arena could definitely give them a run for their money. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, what's that one guy's name? That defenseman with the long hair. I've been watching him on YouTube once in a while, and he's this. He's the their goon of the team. He's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Amesbury. He's one of my great buddies. He's he's a character himself too. He's a wild one. How's uh, how's the travel for for that league? Uh, it wasn't too bad actually. Like we got treated pretty pretty well with our team we would fly into like the farther ones like out in columbus and port huron we'd fly out to go to them but other than that i think for the most part i think we drive like six seven hours (laughs) and then our far after that we're flying most of the time but the six seven hour one they'll get you after after a nice late game 11 30 game you're getting out of there by 11 30 12 o'clock you're getting home and eight in the morning that's <laughs> wild the sun's up you're uncomfy in a, in a bus so that's a, <laughs> definitely an interesting interesting take on the bus rides but it's awesome what's uh a day in the life of a player in the federal prospect hockey league 
Uh, <laughs> there, there could be two answers that I'll answer. We 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 have time. We could hear both. <laughs> yeah. it depends who you are as a person and as a player. You can have two different lifestyles in that league. But uh, normally, for like me and the younger guys, and pretty much, if you're taking a trying to take it serious, you're gonna wake up pretty early. You got. We have breakfast every morning, and we're at the rink for eight o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock on the ice around eleven thirty. I'm just getting ready. Have a good hour and a half, two hour skate, and then depending on what day of the week we have, we'll have like a lift or yoga, and then after that, everyone just kind of goes out to eat, and your day is is up to you after that. <laughs> <laughs> the world is in your hands at that point. You got to decide what kind of player you want to be there. But, were uh, you uh were you a a Walmart super center shopper with uh, uh yeah <laughs> we we go there all the time big Costco guys too there we love going to Costco just eating at Costco I think the amount of Costco food I've survived <laughs> at that food court <laughs> but hey uh, you you can't beat a dollar fifty for a hot dog and a pop yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you can get a hot dog, a chicken bake, and a Sunday with a drink there and under five bucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> a uh, peak athlete diet right there. <laughs> so for a league like that, it's pretty well known. Like a lot of guys uh, do YouTube videos and stuff like that. And it's well known that you guys are not making tons of money in that league. So for as a player, like, do you are you guys just living for playing for the love of the game, or are you guys just because we know you guys ain't getting rich playing in that league, right? Yeah, but it all depends. Like, our if you're like a starting off player, your salary is a lot, a lot different compared to guys that have played in the league and your <laughs> older guys. So, a lot of guys are definitely getting rinsed. So, I think that's where the love of the game comes in. But guys have jobs inside <laughs> and. And like there's guys working in in the cities and guys get jobs at the rink and you're working working towards getting up there and trying to move up in your career but you're also taking one to the chin at the same time so it all it all depends on where you meet with your coaches on 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 the numbers perspective but a lot of the older guys got jobs with the younger junior teams and they work as like hockey instructors at the rink which they get a nice little chunk of change with that but for the most part, you're playing for just the love. <laughs> <laughs> As a indigenous player, were you able to get uh, your social security number? Like with uh, you being a status Indian, I was actually born in the states, so I have a, a social security number oh, out in, cool. out in the states from Jersey. So it wasn't too too hard of a thing for me. I have like an American passport and all yeah. all that's available. To, kind of worked out in the best for me, but I know a lot of guys, they just, if they can't get their, their stuff over, they'll just kind of weasel their way and get someone else to cash their checks. Or... <laughs> Money Mart. Yeah. Just try and get one of the boys to cash your check. Go from there. Uh, unfortunately, you uh, I had to have knee surgery. Um, how's everything going with that? Uh, okay, yeah, well, okay sorry to it 
Yeah. Do you have it on the rest hospital or I'm just kidding. No. I got it two weeks ago, I think on last Friday or two Fridays ago, I got my knee surgery on my, I got to get a full reconstruction on my knee. So it's coming along well. I just got my staples all taken out today. So that's kind of a step in the, in the stepping block in the right direction. But it's a definitely a long recovery from here on out. I'm just trying to fix it up as good as I can to get back to playing next year as soon as possible type deal. Um, so you think you'll be able to play in the Freddy with senior contact? Like, will, they, like will your contract let you let you play in those those tournaments? I played last year, yeah. but we had just won the championship, so I got to just kind of leave right from our championship party to go in, and they were fine. Okay. Nobody kind of batted an eye but this year it all depends on my knee like i want to get back to playing and freddie's obviously the number one tournament and to play in i definitely want to play in that but the last thing i want to do is kind of come back too early and just go right back to square one like if something were to happen at at freddie right now i'm on like a six to eight month recovery timeline but it'll definitely be right around freddie that whole six month mark which is yeah, Wild. That's, I definitely want to play yeah. for Freddy. That's the best <laughs> part of it. So then I'll we'll see how it comes down if I get green light from the doctors and right. And keep it to myself that I'm going to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I asked that because there was we had a guest on and he played in the Freddy and he got a really bad knee injury and we don't know if he if he was actually supposed to play. Like his dad was pretty angry that the way he got hurt. Yeah. So I was just curious. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think it wouldn't be uh I don't think a lot of people would be too happy if they found out that I was playing a big <laughs> turn like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I definitely think I definitely feel like it's some some players that are at the higher level, I don't think they're allowed. I think it's pretty hush hush if you're gonna be playing in those <laughs> Yeah. So how was yeah, your experience uh, with the oh sorry, Bush? Go ahead. No, because uh, two years ago, Brady Keeper got rocked pretty good, and he was tagged yeah. in the social media. And then within like six hours, his tag was removed because we don't we don't think he was allowed to, <laughs> like as you said, play in that that type of tournament and risk getting yeah. hurt. Ah, if you're you're on contract and you get hurt, that's that's you putting yourself at risk for something like that. I don't think those those top guys are really <laughs> allowed to be in it too much, but it's it's Freddie, so you do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> how uh, how was your experience playing with the Bulls last year in Saskatoon? That was a also very great experience. We had uh, we had John Shabbat as our coach, and our management was kind of. They had got corporate sponsors and stuff like that. So we are really, really taken care of. And then it worked out that we had John following us around with a camera crew there for his TV show. So that was that was pretty fun to have a part of be a part of too. But Freddie's always always a tournament everyone looks forward to. It's the biggest tournament and everybody wants to be at that tournament. You try to kind of put on your your best A game for that tournament for everyone. Everyone watching and just you want to play against the best of the best all around the country. And that's what that tournament is. So it's always a fun time being out at that one. And I hope I can go back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I watched we watched you play against Cross Lake in that small arena that happened. Like, how was it playing in such a small rink for like was, a big tournament like that? I was mad that we didn't get to play on the big ice like at all until I think our last game or something. We played on the big, big ice in the big arena. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like it's so hard. And these guys are bunch of ahl guys echl guys and they're in a tight small rink like they're <laughs> they are zooming around i was like ah, oh. it was it was different it was definitely a high high pace fast game and i was a little upset we had to play on the small arena for most of the tournament and then our last game was on the big arena for a game that didn't really help us out in the end even our last one, our last exact game was in the smaller rink again. I was like, come on, give us a big one. <laughs> I haven't even played on a small rink all weekend yet. <laughs> no, but it was it was fun. It was definitely a different uh different feeling there going back from going from a big ice into a small ice and having these <laughs> wicked flying around. Everyone's trying to take your head off and run around and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. For a tournament like that, like how important are are your imports, your pickups? Oh, they're they're huge. Like those are your those are your backbone. There, you need you need these are your hired guns. There, you're not bringing them out for nothing. Like I I know guys that get called out and go go play in a tournament and they show up on Sunday. Like they play the Friday the Thursday game or the Friday game. And they miss Saturday completely and they're there for Sunday. Like that's wild. Like that can't happen. But so, uh, you see, you see teams that they'll load up on their imports and like they're they're really good guys so that can really make or break your team there at that point. Like you bring, you got a good team and you bring in two superstars, you're you're definitely gonna go a nice nice long way. And even the goalies, we lucked out. We had to pick up an import goalie like at at Freddie because we lost our goalie. <laughs> so we had to pick up a goalie from out west. So. Yeah, yeah that, the Cardinal I'm, kid. Yeah, he's he's tall though. Yeah, he is a big boy. <laughs> um, there was some drama with your team before the Freddy. I saw it on social media. Like, uh, did it affect your your the 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 dressing room, in, like in any way, or did it was it a hindrance to the team? Uh I don't know. Like, it didn't really hinder us too much. Like in the room. We kind of knew once we got there, like this is, this is what this is my team. This is what we're rolling with. So, try and make the best of what we got right now, and let's try and <laughs> try and win this at least. <laughs> Other than that, I I tried to stay out of everything. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the way to go, though, right? But yeah, yeah you're you're right. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, I was out in Danbury, and I was like, I got my own things to worry about right now. <laughs> I'll let everyone kind of work on their own things, and you got. I'll see you guys in Freddy. In Freddy, there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys there. No, it was um, definitely. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's definitely a lot. <laughs> um, your dad, the 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 scroll up. Your dad, the late Gino Ochik. How big of an influence was he with hockey? Oh, definitely a big one. <clears throat> just trying to just kind of growing up here and watching all the videos and stuff. It's definitely something special and <clears throat> to see like around the community and just everyone the way they support them and stuff like that. Definitely played influence on 
me wanting to be a hockey player and trying to kind of pave my own way in my own hockey career type deal. And definitely, definitely something I grew up looking forward to and looking up to type deal. The last time he, I'm from Moose Factory. So the last he, he, he was up there doing some public public speaking at the schools and he uh, ended up playing with us in the, the big hockey tournament they have back home. And he took, I think our Saturday night, we had a game. It was a meaningless game. I, don't, I think we were just, we weren't really in the playoffs. <laughs> he took a shot off the foot and he broke his foot. I felt so bad. <laughs> but he was he a great guy. And he just, I think the stories that he told us, it was just crazy. But yeah, I just, I just laugh at that because he tried to do a flamingo, but he lifted the wrong <laughs> foot and he took a slap, <laughs> took a slap shot in the in the foot. And uh, we w- went out for supper at my cousin's after that, and he was just limping the whole night. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he didn't even want to go to the hospital because he already knew like what to do with a broken foot. So, <laughs> but uh, your favorite. Uh, moment NHL moment of your dad. There's so many great moments, and uh, what is your favorite moment? Ah, uh, easily, definitely when he goes nuts there against St. Louis. I think. That's... Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that that was my favorite moment when yeah. he just went berserk. Yeah, I think that's a really good one there. He just kind of loses his shit and runs around the ice like a maniac, the shirtless. <laughs> that's definitely. Just... It definitely gets everyone pretty riled up when they see it. <laughs> Just imagine if you would have got a hold of Glenn Anderson. Because <laughs> Glenn Anderson at the end was just uh, just showing him that he still had his gloves on and they were just circling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic moment. For sure. Uh, what are your future plans? Do you, uh, once once your knee gets better, do you uh, have any plans? Are you going to go back to the, back to the U S and play in Danbury or. Uh, definitely trying to go up further, trying to fix this knee. Like there's talking to a few teams to try and just try and get as far as I can in my career, try and definitely move up. I think my time in, uh, in Danbury is time to move on and kind of move up <laughs> a little bit. That's definitely the hopes. And it's what I'm w- working towards and try and further my career I just want to play hockey as long as I can and as high as I can. And we'll just kind of take it day by day and see where that goes. Hopefully it all works out in the end. Now, do you have any advice for the younger players? Just stick to it. Got to love what you want. You got to love, you got to love the game. That's honestly the biggest thing. I've seen so many great hockey players, in a great position where they just don't love it and they don't want to do it. Like you got to definitely be passionate about it and love what you do. If you stay with it and just love what you do, whatever it is, you're definitely going to go a long way and you're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Before we let you go, uh, we always finish our interview with what we call the five rapidness questions. You ready? Yeah. (laughs) Question number one, baked or fried bannock? Fried. Question number two: Ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or a door? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number three: Ever see Ernest Muniaz live in concert? Indeed. Ernest. <laughs> <the man. laughs> question number four: 
Indian taco or Bannock burger? Indian taco. Fifth and last question. Can you jig? I can jig. <laughs> <laughs> I can play the fiddle also. <laughs> really? Oh, my. I can get the gook on shaking some there. With the <laughs> you must be just a favorite at a at a party, right? <laughs> right on, man. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. Really, really appreciate yeah. taking the time to you. come come and uh, chat some hockey with us. And we wish you all the best with yes. your uh, with your knee. And we hope to see you back on the ice soon, man. Yes, thank you. We'll definitely keep in touch. Yeah. Yes, for sure. All right. Thanks for thanks for having me, guys. All right. We'll see you. Right. Yeah, take see care. Ya. Nice. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh welcome back from our interview with Tobias. Like I said, this kid's great. Nice kid, man. Uh we had it was a, a good time and lots of laughs. So uh we wish you a speedy recovery. And I uh, hope to see you back on the ice soon, man. And uh, take it easy, right? Uh, so thanks again. Uh, this week, Bushy has uh, our Res Hockey Top 5 for this week. So uh, take it away, Bushy. Uh, <clears throat> I do a drum roll on the mic. Okay, that's kind of late. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of late. Okay. Now, I have top five reasons why some Nietzsche's are in game shape by late October. (laughs) (laughs) Number number five. They ran out of minutes on their cell phone plan in the summer, so they decided to start jogging early. I can see that happening. Yeah, and number four. Their tournament winnings didn't last, so they lived off the land during summer and could afford to eat KFC. And they ended up accidentally eating healthy. <laughs> That's a good one. True. Yeah. Three, their truck broke down. So they either walked or jogged to places. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, they accidentally did CrossFit training on the res by sprinting through yards and jumping over fences to avoid the res dogs. <laughs> or the cops. <laughs> Number one. They listened to past guests on Res Hockey Podcast and trained instead of partied. <laughs> when you hear that song, what does that song remind you of? The Muppets. Dude, the Muppets, yeah. Someone was trying to tell me it was Sesame Street. I was like, no, man, it was the, oh. pop, the Muppets. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they were trying to say it was the Sesame Street. We had a big discussion, and I had to search on YouTube to prove that it was right. But, but yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah, that was a good top five. I think a lot of us can relate that. Five minutes. (laughs) Uh, What's next? Uh, At work today. we were all in a gym and we had uh, like a not a, like a little get together, I guess you could see we were supposed to have uh, uh, like a tr- training happening today. But the, the people who were putting on the training couldn't come in because of the weather. But anyways, we were sitting in the in the, the gym and someone, a co-worker had her phone on the Bluetooth speaker. And she went into the bathroom 
And I guess she must have been on a toilet or something because you could just started hearing like TikTok videos. <laughs> and it, then all of a sudden it just cut out because you probably knew that her phone was still connected to this the big speaker in in the in the gym because before she went to the bathroom she was playing music off her phone. And it just reminds me of a story when we went to uh the hockey tournament in Dryden and there was a guy on our hockey team. Did you ever t- hear this story? No. There was a guy on our hockey team. He uh he was playing music on his phone while we were watch- sitting around in his room uh watching the hockey game. We turned the hockey volume the TV volume down so we could listen to music. Then all of a sudden <laughs> he goes, uh I'll be right back, boys. I got to go take a shit. So he goes into the bathroom. The Bluetooth speaker is still on. And the guy was freaking started watching uh, 18 plus videos on his phone. And you could just, (laughs) and he forgot to turn his Bluetooth speaker off. (laughs) And he could started hearing things from the, his short, his uh, video clips. Playing in the <laughs> office speaker, and we were thinking, "What the hell is this guy doing <laughs> in the bathroom?" Yeah. So it totally rem- uh, made made me re- uh, remember that that the guy goes in the bathroom to go watch porn, and he forgot to turn his Bluetooth <laughs> off on his phone. Pretty oh boy. But yeah, what a guy! Like, who freaking does that? Goes to the bathroom and <laughs> leaves his Bluetooth signal on. Well, he does whatever he did in the bathroom. I don't even want to know, but I'm sure people get an idea what the hell he was doing with watching bad movies like that. But yeah, it just totally reminded me of when she went to the bathroom and her TikTok started playing over the the speaker. So yeah, if you go, if you're be careful, like your devices might happen to you. Imagine if that would have happened to us when we went to Phoenix because we had a Bluetooth speaker in our room and we'd play yep. music. <laughs> yeah. Just all of a sudden, just loud noises <laughs> coming from the speakers. Like, what the hell? No, it's always a good time when you go to these hockey tournaments and you share rooms with other players and you find out who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the name when we're off air of who that player was. Okay. <laughs> Uh, another funny thing is uh, I was going to hockey Sunday or I was coming back from hockey Sunday and I always play with my serious radio channels and always I'm always flipping through the channels and there is this one song from the 90s uh, it's called they're Backstreet Boys Uh, I want it that way it totally remind me of like uh, one one I think it was like 90, 97, 98. I decided, uh, me and my dad, we went to Sioux, Michigan, and we were skating with the Sioux Indians because they had like a North American Hockey League prospect camp or something. And my girlfriend at the time bought me that CD. So like being a teenager in love, you're all, you do stupid shit. And so this is when we had Discman. So I from Sault Ste. from Thunder Bay all the way to Sault Ste. Maria would listen to that CD, and it only had like three songs on it because it was like a uh, 
a single. So like instead of buying the whole CD, you used to buy singles for some some songs, right? So even like my pregame music, going to the hotel to the arena, I would listen to that Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. So <laughs> and I heard it on the radio on Sunday. I was like, oh my God, was I freaking stupid? The things young teenagers do. But back at the time, I thought it was probably cool and oh, how lonely I am and oh, I miss her. <laughs> but now you think, like, what a freaking idiot. But yeah, every time I hear that I want it that way song, it totally reminds you of back when I was. Just being all lonely, going to hockey back in Sioux, Michigan. <laughs> I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a holiday. Yeah, you're on your own there. <laughs> you lies. Google it. We'll sing it together. No. I wonder if we get a copy, copyright infringement if we sing the whole song. I think so. <laughs> So I'm not going to bother trying to. I'd never want to hear you say, <laughs> I want it that way. Yeah. It's the things that, like, uh, you hear certain songs, it just totally brings you back to a memory. And yeah. That's, that's one memory I wish I can forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. So anything else? Anything else exciting happening before we uh, skedaddle? Before we skedaddle, no, no. I'm waiting for the World Juniors rosters to show up, though. Patience. It should be. I wonder, like with Team Canada and Team US, to Team USA, do they have tryouts? No, or do they, they just got, announce the team? No, they have selection camps. Oh, this like, is like in a the, week in the summer or before they Not go before, to Europe. I, I think before they go to Europe. Because like I remember because they, they used to have it on TSN where yeah. cameras used to follow the coaches when they would knock on the doors, right? Yeah. Actually, I was reading about that. They said uh, some of these athletes, they can't handle the rejection of getting cut because they're talking about athletes that have never, ever been cut from any team in their life. So they don't know how to deal with it. They yeah. actually have, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but they have uh, sports like uh, therapists down by waiting for them to call. Yeah, just because this is the first time that ever that they've ever been rejected hmm. or cut from a team. You think about it, like yeah, true. Triple A growing up, they've been never cut. Yeah, junior they're always made this, They always made the captain or the assist captain. Right. That that would suck. Like. Uh, the coaches, the team management coming to your room, knocking on the door and having one guy making the team and one guy getting cut. I know. Like, uh, we're only asking you there, Joe, to come on the team, but sorry, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bob, yeah. you're cut. Like, yeah. how did he do that? They must, they have to change it because they can't, they can't really have. Is It was either a knock, knock on the door or a phone call. I heard. Uh, that would suck. It's th- either way, like I mean, back in the day, that would totally suck before cell phones and social uh, yeah. media and stuff. Oh, yeah, but yeah, we hope uh, our boy Kerry makes Team USA. He's having a really good year in playing for the Erie Otters. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's, I'm Googling the stats right now. Carry Terrence. Right now, with the Erie Otters, he has... Damn, my phone's slow. Can your phones get viruses? Did we talk about that before? Yeah, My phone's really slow. Uh, 25 points in 20 games, 15 goals, 10 assists. That's 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 really good. So he's over a point point, point of game player. But with the thing with USA hockey is that they this, they choose more college hockey players than major junior hockey players. They do, yeah. Just like how Canada has more major junior players than college players. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. But yeah, it'd be sweet if Kerry makes makes team team USA. How old is he? 18? Yeah. Oh. Plus he See, has next Next year He's, too, right? Next year as well, yeah. There's still hope for our boy. Yeah, there's there's always hope. He yeah. had a good, mm-hmm. he's having a good season, and he has good camps when they have those Team USA development camps. Yeah. Uh, and Carson Bernarsen, uh, Métis, he's uh, he was drafted by Philadelphia and plays for Brandon Weekings. He's on Team Canada's radar for the World Juniors. Cool. So it'd be cool if he makes the team. Yeah. Benarson? B J A R N A S O N. Benarson? Bjarnson. Benarson? <laughs> See? We always butcher someone's name each episode. <laughs> Benar- I'm guessing that's Jay's silent. Yeah. Bjarnson. B- BJ Arneson. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Carson K no C A R S O N Bernard B J A R N A S O N. That is probably a Slandic name, so the J would be silent, so it'd be Carson Bjarnison. And he's from let's see where he's from. He's from Canberry, Manitoba. Carberry. Carberry? Did they say Canberry? You said Canberry, yeah. Oh, my! I can't. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, he's from Carberry. Where's Carberry, Manitoba? Good question. He, he was a second round pick, fifty first, or is that fifty seven? That's one or a seven. I can't see with my glasses. <laughs> so yeah, he's been playing with uh, Brandon Weekings the last. Carberry is, is in between Portage and Brandon. Oh, it's really yeah. It's hmm. a small community. So yeah, he's a good old matey boy. So, Benarson, Bjarnason, 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 yeah, Bjarnason. I just say BJ Arneson. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> when we have him on the show, it's like, welcome to the show, Carson, BJ Arneson. But yeah, he's on Team Canada's radar. He's having a good year with Brandon, so hopefully he makes Team USA. And... Yep. But uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, if anyone has any Res Hockey Top Five topics, ideas, or you have a idea for the show that we you want us to talk about, shoot us a message. We're always open for ideas because once in a while we get kind of 
stuck on ideas and we our brains just go blank. And yeah. <laughs> so any idea is a good idea and we're always open to ideas. So yeah. Uh, with that being said, let's uh, skedaddle. Let's uh, right. get out of here. And so thanks guys for uh, sitting around with us for another week of res hockey podcasts. Uh, we always enjoy sitting around and talking hockey with you and we, uh, we're having fun. We're still having fun doing this show. So and yeah. it's going to continue. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dig it. That's Macho Man. That was my, that was my Macho Man <laughs> impression. Dig it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, see you guys next week for uh, episode 99. Oh, yeah. Oh, 99. Say, oh, yeah, dig it. No, I'm not going to do that, no. Come on, you have to do it now. Oh, yeah, dig it. (laughs) 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 Told you. Got to go extra out of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll see you guys next week, guys. Peace. Oh, I gotta press record. Stop.